island of Majorca inspires many writers, either as a subject for their work or somewhere they put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard. George Sand, Robert Graves, Geoffrey Archer, Peter Kerr and Anna Nicholas are some of the best-known authors linked to this largest of the Balearic Islands. A surprising number of authors have made Mallorca their home or their favourite writing place. And in each episode of this podcast series, you'll hear my conversation with one of them, giving you an insight into their writerly life. Welcome to Authors in Mallorca with me, Jan Edwards. And there were moments where I thought, oh no, this is impossible. I, I'm not sure if I can do this. When the photographers took this photo and they showed me on the screen, I was blown away. The brainstorming actually happens a lot in my car when I'm driving and I'm already making it up in my mind. My guest for this episode is a chef who lives and works as a private cook on the island of Mallorca. Munich-born Caroline Fabian's debut cookbook, Mallorca das Kochbuch, was recently published and is already selling well in her native Germany as well as in Mallorca. The book is not just a collection of recipes and appealing photographs, but also pays homage through Caroline's stories to some of the island's artisan food producers. I met up with Caroline in Porto Cristo, where the general manager at the seafront Hotel THP Philippe allowed us access to a quiet space for the recording, despite the fact the hotel was closed for redecoration. I asked Caroline if this was the first time her writing had been published. As being a book author, yes, but I used to write newspaper articles for the Mallorca magazine and that was my first trial as someone who would write texts for public people. So you were confident that you could write the book? I was confident when I was asked the question if I wanted to do the book, but then there was a whole process behind this and there were moments where I thought, oh no, this is impossible, I, I'm not sure if I can do this. But in the end, well, now it's here and now I'm confident again. <laughs> well, you've done a lot of writing, so it's a very thick book. Can I ask you just to encapsulate in a few words what the book is all about? Well, Mallorca das Kochbuch is obviously a cookbook. That's, um, it has uh, recipes, but it also has stories about um, small producers on the island and about uh, innovative uh, people who play a very important role for me and for others on the island. And yeah, it just is a book to enjoy for everyone who is a Mallorca fan. I guess as a chef, you've always written down recipes as you've created them. I'm very bad in writing down recipes because I'm uh, like uh, more like a, uh, I don't know, uh, out of my stomach chef. So yeah. I just have my ingredients and I start cooking and I don't measure, I don't stop the time. I'm a bit inaccurate. So um, actually it was a big challenge to write down the recipes so that other people could cook them. So you had a lot of tests going on in your kitchen. When we did the recipe shooting for the photos, I was very concentrated and I did the recipes uh, very uh, meticulously and we wrote down everything we needed and then for the shooting. So that's how actually the, the recipes came out at the same time, like the photos. How did the book even come about? It started all with a question, which was, would you like to do a cookbook with us? Asked by uh, the two photographers, Julia Hildebrand and Ingolf Hatz. Um, they're two Munich-based food photographers, and I knew them from other projects, and they asked me that question two years ago. 
and you went for it just like that. I went for it, exactly. I, I said yes, of course, because I liked um, their work and we have the same, I would say, ethics in everything that has to do with eating and with ingredients. And yes, I said yes right away. But I have to admit, I didn't know at that point what kind of um, journey was going to expect me. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take from start to finish? In total, two years from when this question was asked uh, until it was published, but um, I, I would say the core work on it was one year, the whole year of 2019. It's a long time, isn't it, when you're combining it with a busy life of private cooking as well. Not yes. so busy this year, of course, because of COVID. Did you manage to separate special times out for writing? Because some writers have to do that. They have to set themselves periods when they will go and do their writing. Yes, I, well, I prioritised really the book um, in the whole year of 2019. And uh, about five times the photographer Ingolf, he came over to Mallorca to take the photos of the reportages that we included in the book here on site. Uh, so it was a bit of a um, challenge to have the schedule for this because because it had to be seasonal. So I, in the end, I managed to also work a little bit as a private chef. I mean, of course I worked and uh, had to earn my money in order to have the time off to do the book. And become the author of your first cookery book. Maybe yes. there'll be more in the future, I don't know. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the most gorgeous cover. And here we are in autumn now, it's all getting a little bit dull, the days are getting shorter, and you have this wonderful bright cover. What sort of input did you have into the design for it? Yes, the cover is a winner, I would say. Actually, the cover we had no decision on. So uh, this is the editorial who decides what photo goes onto the cover of a book. This is the cover or the photo of a recipe that is inside of the book. It's little orange tartlets. And when the photographers took this photo and they showed me on the screen, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, I love this photo. And then when it came to the decision that the editorial said, okay, now we're going to choose the cover, they had a meeting with the important people. And they sent me an email saying, look, this has never happened before. Everyone decided, said yes, and voted for this one photo. And, and normally they have like a choice of five and they say, <laughs> oh, one likes this, marketing likes this, sales likes this, uh, the lecturer likes this. But no, in this case, they were all agreeing on this photo. And I think from what you're saying, we can, we can guess this is a well-known publisher. It's not just a sort of a small publisher. It's not certainly not self-published. It's Dorling Kindersley. Yes, it's Dorling Kindersley, Germany, I have to say, because... Uh, yeah, this is like a daughter company of uh, Dorling Kindersley and they have done an amazing job in uh, publishing this book because I had no input from me um, about the material, for example, of the book. This was all them no? and they chose this in, very, uh, in a very fitting way to, to the content of the book. So yeah, I'm very, very grateful for this publisher to, when they said yes, in August 2019 and we signed the contract, it was a great moment, I have to say. <laughs> I'm sure there was a little bit of champagne consumed or a little yes. bit of cover as, <laughs> as yes, we're in Mallorca. Definitely. You've got recipes, you've got some recipes that are very traditional and some that have got a little bit more of your style in. Tell us about some of the traditional ones that you thought you should include. The traditional ones, uh, they uh, really came across my brainstorming when actually Darling Kindersley said yes to this project 
and they said we want to make it a Mallorca book. So I thought, okay, now I really have to put some original Mallorcan recipes that I maybe don't cook so much for clients, but at home for myself and that I really love and they represent very well the um, food culture of Mallorca. So we have, for example, uh, the trampo salad, which is a classic. I mean, everyone in summer has the trampo salad, but there are also some in it like the sopas mallorquinas or yampuga uh, con pimientos. Um, very typical and loved dishes on Mallorca, but tourists or visitors of our island don't really know them. Or maybe they have seen them on the menu of a seller and they don't know what they are. So they don't necessarily have to cook this recipe, but they can read about it. And next time they visit the island, they are like, oh, maybe we order this because we know now what yes. it is. Yes, we try it out, be brave. What about your signature style as, as a chef? Hmm. I would say I'm very um, down-to-earth. I love just choosing the right ingredients uh, which are in season and typical for the island and then I just make something out of it. I would say that's that's really my, my style. So unpretentious and very natural um, and I always say I'm a very diplomatic chef, so I don't add a lot of garlic or a lot of spices, just the right amount of salt so that everyone just enjoys the dish and says, wow, this is, this is great. Or even this tastes like grandmother's cooking, yes. you know, just very down to earth. Yes. You've written about various producers on the island. How did you go about deciding which ones you were going to include? Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting question because um, in my first brainstorming, I wrote down a list, no, and then I lo looked at the list and I thought, oh, there are way too many, <laughs> I, I have to say, it, it's like it was old men <laughs> in it. I need a bit of a demographic um, mix, no, and I thought about, hmm, I need a family, maybe, uh, obviously, a female um, entrepreneurs, uh, it would be interesting, um, uh, young people so I had a big, bit of a well going through my, the list of my contacts or the ingredients that I like using and then I approached them for example um, is from Sean Cannabis I knew his cheese he makes really good sheep's cheese and I knew his cheese and his products but then I just called him and I said look I know your cheese would you like to be in this book I would like to come and visit you and ask you about your your story do you think learning the stories of these people has changed the way you think about the produce? Uh, definitely. I mean, I was impressed. I, I loved, for example, uh, always uh, Joan Adrover from Satolera, his organic-produced vegetables. I was always a big fan. But then really meeting him <clears throat> and listening to his his story was, I, I don't know, he was amazing. I, it took me days. I couldn't forget about the, the, the conversation that I had with him. It ha left such an impact. And all the people who are in this book, they're just only representing the many more that there are. And yeah, it definitely changed my point of view even more because I was always very carefully looking into what I'm cooking with, but yes. It's a very time-consuming thing, I know, going out to interview people about what they do and hearing their stories. It must have taken you a long time to actually do the writing, or are you somebody who can just sit down and it all flows out and it's just the way you like it? Mm, sometimes I had those moments, like I would say probably the typical author moment when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my God, this is 
an idea, no? And I, <laughs> I took my iPad and, and I just started writing. And some topics, some reportages took me longer. And sometimes I just had blocka blockages, blockages. Yes, writer's like, block. Yeah, totally. And, and there was a very interesting um, process to learn about this because I know what I'm doing as a chef. But writing a book and all the responsibility that comes along with it um, makes does something with you. And that was very interesting. So half-half. I had good moments with just writing it. Um, for example, the foreword, uh, they, they needed it very quickly. The editorial said, oh, by the way, could you send us like in three days? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, and then I started writing it and it was done and I looked at it and even now I read it and I think, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote this because it's so good. <laughs> I, I'm really happy about what I, what I wrote there, yes. Let's talk a little bit about your writing life, if you like. Do you have somewhere in your home or, or your garden or whatever that, that you like to like? Can you only write in one space? I actually made our guest room, I made it mm, my author room. No, I said to my husband, um, this is where if I'm there, um, no one can disturb me. And, you know, I always like the idea that authors go to a certain place and, and they're like, uh, there's loads of coffee mugs and, <laughs> and paper that is um, screwed up into screwed balls. Up. Yes, yes, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's kind of a romantic image I have from an author. But in the end, it didn't really work because I needed to sit down on my computer on my really, the, I'm, the iPad wasn't enough. It wasn't good for writing. So in the end, I did a lot in the office, but the brainstorming can happen anywhere. The brainstorming actually happens a lot in my car when I'm driving and I'm already making it up in my mind. And do you write longhand or was it all done on the keyboard? No, it was all done on the keyboard and yes, yeah. Well, some notes while well, you know how it is with the interviews. Yes. I took notes um, and I also used the para uh, grabar, what's it called? Recorder. The recorder, yeah. yes. And then you have to sit down and make sense of it all. So it's quite a, a long project. It's a reasonably thick book. How many pages are in it? It's 240. I could have filled many more pages or could uh, do another book because there's so many more ingredients and uh, interesting people to write about. But yes, it was good that there was a limit because I would have gone on forever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the hard part, isn't it? Knowing when to stop with a book. And probably that's yeah. the same with the editing. Did you, did you have to do a lot of editing or were you lucky enough to have an editor at Dorling Kindersley? They had an editor, actually the project manager, Anne Heinel. She, she was uh, the editor and um, there was another one who went th uh, through all the texts with me and uh, I was very lucky because they're both really into cooking. So they also read the recipes and when there was something that they didn't understand, they would ask. So sometimes I know how things go. Yes. So, but it was very, yes, I was very lucky. They lectured very, edited very well and not so much had to change. I'm very grateful that especially with the reportages where it's not only about uh, sunshine and everything is positive. There are some parts that, um, that I write about the challenges, for example, of in the fishing industry of the small farmers. Uh, it's a very honest book. And um, Darling Kindersley didn't change or didn't ask me to change anything of it. So well, that's I was good. very, very lucky. That's with good because it. it's not all rosy. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it, to think that we've got fishermen here. Mm. I mean, we're sitting in 
the Hotel Philippe in, in Porto Cristo. Porto Cristo has a, a busy little fishing harbour, but it's, it's not all rosy, is it, for these people? No, not at all. And that's why it was a very emotional time this year to go, I mean, for everyone, I know. Uh, but when the book came out and reading those stories and about the people whose they told me their challenges that they have, uh, I have I, maybe this gift that um, the Mallorcans or they just, op because they know that I'm interested. So they're telling me the truth about what they have to deal with um, in our days. And, and now reading this, what they have told me, and now that they are struggling even more, um, is something, yeah, it was very emotional for me. And I'm very happy that I captured this in this book. And I hope that now with COVID, uh, people are more aware of this and they really support the local farmers and the local fishers and they go uh, with a different idea, approach their markets and their shopping ethics and yes. Becomes more important, doesn't it? A lot of authors have published books in, in this difficult year. You haven't been able to have a big launch. You probably would have loved to have had a nice party with mm. lovely canapes and, and cava and stuff. How disappointing was it for you not to be able to do that traditional kind of launch? For a short moment, I was disappointed, but then I realized um, because there was planned in normal times, it, I would have even been on a book fair, you know, the Frankfurter Buchmesse. Um, they would have done show cookings with me and presented the book because it's for the publisher, it's also a, a very important book because it's their own production, because it's not a licensed book they bought from Darling Kindersley uh, International. So it's their own baby in a way, and they would have presented it, yeah, big style. But then I realized well, I'm actually happy about it because I'm not at all <laughs> a person <laughs> who likes to be on the big stage. And um, so it's much smaller, everything what happens now, but I actually have the time to enjoy every single feedback that I'm getting from the readers. I'm getting WhatsApps, Instagram messages, um, emails and photos of people who cooked a recipe. And it's just really every day oh, there's lovely. something positive about it. And I'm... I'm actually happy that it's not so big at the moment, all this. <laughs> I can enjoy it and the small and the little and the slow things happening about it. Maybe for the next one. Do you think there'll be a second one? I would say I hope so, uh, even though I don't know uh, at the moment how I would be able to, to manage it again. Yes, I mean, I, I really hope so because there is so many more things to, to say and uh, to write about. And um, yeah, I would love to have have another one. <laughs> well, I'm sure the producers on the island would be delighted if you did. Mm. Now, this particular book, Mallorca das Kochburg, the clue's in the name, it's in German. <laughs> yes, it is in German. It's Dorling Kindersley, Germany, who, well, obviously, as I'm German, I had to approach a German publisher. It's now, um, it was presented on an, I would say, online platform or fair to, um, other publishers, so we are hoping that someone buys the license for it and then it will get published in another language, which would be amazing. First of all, because my husband could read it and then people <laughs> like you could read it and so many more people could read it and would make me very happy at the moment. It's in German and it's still a great gift for people who know Germans, friends, uh, colleagues, work colleagues from Mallorca. So. I think also it's, a, it's just a lovely book. The photos are really beautiful. You're in there as well with your mm -hmm. cooking. How did, yes. you, how did that feel to see yourself there in the pictures, in a book? 
Well, in this case, because I have such a good relationship to the photo with the photographers, it was very, uh, very comfortable thing to do. I mean, as I said, I'm not a big, uh, I, I wouldn't be a television chef or something, but all the photos were done in such a nice way. So yeah, I'm very happy and proud. I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it's me. <laughs> Seeing my name on the title, of course, it's still sometimes an awkward moment. I guess I have to be proud of it because it's something that not not everyone could have done and I'm happy it was me who presented this island for the German readers at the moment. Well, that means you've got Austria, you've got Switzerland, you've got Germany, so it's quite a big market. There are quite a few Germans on Mallorca as well. There, there used to be a joke that Germany was going to buy Mallorca at one stage. Well, I don't think there are quite as many Germans here now, but, but German people love Mallorca, don't they? They do, they do. And, um, they do in a very, um, they are very faithful, which is, uh, I, I think now, even now that everything changed this year, is being appreciated now again, much more than, because of course there are times and places where definitely too many people invade the island. We, we know of these problems that have also, the, the infrastructure and the environment has, has problems with this, but yes, Germans are very f uh, fiel, uh, yes, faithful, faithful, is it? Yeah, loyal. Um, loyal, and um, that's why the book sells very well at the moment because they can't travel to Mallorca, so they have a bit of sunshine and a bit <laughs> of Mallorca feeling in their homes, and it, it makes them very happy. And I hope it also gives something back because it shows this whole book shows a, a side of Mallorca that many Germans have not seen yet. I really hope it gets published in English at some yeah. stage because it, it will be a lovely addition to somebody's cookbooks. Thank if people you. want to get hold of a copy, and, and say for instance they're in Mallorca, whereabouts can they get it here? It's available everywhere, in well in every bookstore online, I, I guess I have to mention that, in every big uh, bookshop. But um, on Mallorca we are right now developing a little um, network of small shops that uh, sign up and say yes I would like to sell it. So on my home page there is um, a page extra for the cookbook. It's, the page is called Das Kochbuch, privatecooking-mallorca.com and there's a map where we have all the sales points in it and everyone can of course if they have a question where to buy just contact me and I will give them the late the next shop available. Do you think that this book next year, touching wood here, I think <laughs> <Yes>. it's wood, <laughs> yes. might bring you more work as a, as a private chef? Was that part of it or, or not? I don't know what's going to happen at the moment. I'm completely uh, relaxed and open about everything that comes in the future. I, I think it will change things in my career. I don't know if it will bring more job or different uh, working opportunities. Uh, I have been already asked uh, for cooking workshops or uh, cooking classes and I could uh, see myself um, really giving classes about the recipes that are in the book and making it like the center of a nice evening together with friends. Everything else I will see. Maybe it brings me more work as an author would also be an interesting change in career or in life and an addition to what I'm doing. So I'm just very fairly relaxed and I will see what happens. And I think that's the way you have to be at this time in, with COVID raging and nobody really knows what's going to happen. Yes. So you're keeping an open mind. And you have a, a, a second skill that you've developed even further writing. Mm. 
do you think you'd really like to do some more? I, I, I think I would like to, yeah, definitely. It, it's a talent or a gift, I don't know what it is, but also uh, learning a new skill or, or making it more profound, something that you have inside of you in my age. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, <laughs> not, it's not easy, so it's a bit uh, of a challenge and it's something new and it's, yes, definitely, I would feel like I want to write more. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. What's the worst thing for you about writing, do you think? Uh, deadlines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely deadlines. I hate deadlines. Um, I'm a bit Spanish in the way that I'm usually late for things. I, I don't like it about me, but um, I'm always running late. And so the same with <laughs> writing the deadlines. It's like, oh, no, now it's over. I would like to... Um, continue. What I do like about writing is the researching part. You learn so much more yes. than you actually put into the text in the end, but it's, yeah. It's and you've nice. obviously done heaps of research for this book because it's packed with lots of good information, lots of stories about people in Mallorca, and then the recipes to try it as well. Yes. I wish you lots of luck. It's coming up to Christmas. People may be looking for a nice gift that's got a local feel to it. It might have been published in Germany, but it's all about Mallorca and it's written by someone who's made Mallorca her home. Uh, congratulations, it's, it's a super book. Thank you so much. I look forward to reading <laughs> in English. I've got my fingers crossed. Somebody will buy the <laughs> license and produce it in English with that gorgeous cover. Now, if people want to find out a little bit more about you, Caroline Fabian, how can they do that? I know you mentioned your website earlier on, but let's have it again. Yes, it's www.privatecooking-mallorca.com and on that homepage you find a section called Kochbuch and if you click on it you find all the information about the book, about the photographers, about the publisher and about where to buy it. And we have to mention, I suppose, Amazon. <laughs> it's on there, isn't it? It's on there. You will see uh, all the logos of the big ones and the small ones who sell it. And yes, they're all doing a great job. I would always prefer people would walk into a little shop and buy it there, which is a nicer shopping experience than um, uh, just a cold click on yes. a website. But everyone is free to do whatever they like, of yeah. course. If you're on Mallorca, there are places you can buy this book. In Germany, uh, is it in many shops there? Yes, in Germany, it's definitely everywhere in every book uh, store. And if you don't find it in um, your bookshop in your local town, then you just ask them to please order it. And usually it's uh, what they do is they just order it from the publisher and it's there the next day to pick up. So it's everywhere available. And You've presumably walked into a bookshop either in Germany or here and you've seen it on the shelf. How does that make you feel? Oh, that, yes, that's very exciting. I actually got uh, photos, um, family and friends sent me photos where they even have it in display um, in some bookshops. Not all of them have, they just have it in the shelf, but some of them really display it in, in uh, the window and, or, or on a nice table, and that's very exciting. Uh, yes, it's, it's kind of surreal still. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, and thank, thank you. you for your time to talk about this, and we shall look forward to seeing more books from the author, Caroline Fabian, and chef, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> This episode of Authors in Mallorca featured Caroline Fabian, author of the cookbook Mallorca das Kochbuch. You can find out more about the cook and the book on Caroline's website, privatecooking-mallorca.com. 
Until next time then, it's goodbye from me, from the beautiful island of Mallorca. The podcast Authors in Mallorca is produced and presented by me, Jan Edwards. The theme tune was composed by Jack Waldenmeyer and published by Music Bakery Publishing. 